Today's episode of The Rewatchables on the Ringer Podcast Network. Brought to you by ZipRecruiter. That is the presenting sponsor of the Bill Simmons Podcast. Check it out. If you need some hiring help, go to ZipRecruiter.com slash BS for more details. We're also brought to you by TheRinger.com, where even though it's August, we're still cranking good content. We have NFL stuff. We're still running off the fumes of succession and the best 100 episodes. And we also have a bunch of awesome podcasts. I'm actually on the Larry Wilmore podcast this week, Black on the Air, talking about LeBron and Trump and all these different things. On Shuffle, what are we doing? The best song of the summer? Yep. That's our music podcast hosted by Michael Peters. Check that out. On the big picture, if you like pop culture, this week on the Channel 33 Network, the big picture, we, me, Sean Fantasy, and Amanda Dobbins talked about the controversial rumor slash decision that might have already happened that they're adding a most popular movie category. And we went from trashing it to actually figuring out how we could salvage this and make it a good thing. So check that out. Check out all the Ringer Podcast Networks, including mine, the Bill Simmons Podcast. And that's it. Coming up right now, the Rewatchables. I am a dangerous criminal person. I do bad things to honest people. My best friend's wedding coming up with the Rewatchables right now. The moment I wake up. Before you put on your yeah! Pictures presents I'm the bad guy A story about finding the love of your life Do you really love him? And deciding Or is this just about winning? What to do about it I trusted you Just tell me what Why did you trust me? No, why did you pretend to be my friend? Julia Roberts oh. Dermot Mulroney And Cameron Diaz Lovely together. My best friend's wedding. Michael! That's our maid of honor. She's from New York. Oh. All right. Bill Simmons here, Julia Lippman here, Amanda Dobbins here. Wow, you really have your game face on. Not quite Devil Wears Prada game no. face, but almost. This is a top 10 rom-com for me. I'm really excited. Can I argue it's the it's it's very good. The apex of rom coms, 1997. I would not argue that, but we one could. <laughs> this is you could say this is when right after this we went off a cliff a little bit with the rom coms. It's true. It it is. It might be like the crescendo, the top of the crescendo. This movie was really successful, which I didn't totally remember at the time. It made 21.7 million opening weekend, which topped Sleepless in Seattle's record. Wow. For rom-coms. I'm sure that's been passed since. It made $127 million. It made nearly $300 million worldwide. And it reignited Julia's career, which was way more dead than I remembered when we started doing research for this. She was on a six-year drought, and it, this reignited it, and then she was fine. And she was both on a drought uh, professionally and personally, oh which I God. had forgotten until <laughs> Bill Simmons sent me to the People Magazine archives. And it was quite... That was quite a history lesson. There's some good ones. There's some People Magazine ones and some Vanity Fair ones. But yeah. I, I, there was a Vanity Fair one from 1999 by Ned Zeman. That's a really weird reread. But it's basically, the takeaway is she was, she got involved with basically everyone she acted with. Mm-hmm. Um, her choice in men just seemed to change depending on how she felt that week. Yes. And she was not that fun to work with. 
And then whatever, for whatever reason, it flipped. But like there was a Spielberg feud in there. Yes. Um, that can never be good. Right. A Spielberg feud. You don't want it to be your calling card. And I just no. want to say, you know, people tend to talk about actresses this way and it can often be unfair. Yes. And I went back and read all of the coverage and it's just pretty well documented that in this case, it's reflecting what was actually happening. She really did date every leading man that she was with from, I think, 1990 to at least 19... 19- until Let's she married Lyle Lovett. Let's just do it right now. The Julia deep dive. It starts with Liam Neeson in 1988. Yeah. Well, they make satisfaction together and they start dating, which has to be one of the weirdest couples that's ever happened. Liam until, Neeson and Julia Roberts. That's true. Until you talk about every single other person she dated. He was 35. She was 19. Yeah. Well. But then it goes through. It's, it's good for her. Good Keeper for them. Sutherland, Ethan Hawke, Jason Patrick. Right. Um, Dylan McDermott. She got involved with the Steel Magnolias. Um, they were engaged, apparently. That's what I right. read. And then she called it, it off. It seemed like she, she got engaged a-, a bunch of times. Yes, and that's then, true. Uh, then she married Lyle Lovett. There were some after, other ones like, that are month, like, we're after not. After a month. Basically, then it got to the point where everyone she acted with, it was rumored they were together, even if they weren't. Right. But it peaked with what we've discussed on this pod before, the greatest love triangle Mm-hmm. of pre-internet history of her marrying Kiefer Sutherland and yet in the last minute the best man Jason Patrick steals her away and they go to Ireland. Yes. I, have, did you reread this article, Juliet? I did not. May I read just a couple highlights? Please do. So I've read it's, it before. It's honestly one of the like I, the eight best things on the internet. I remember. We've we've like gone down this hole before. Yeah. Yes. I had not read it recently and it's extraordinary both because of the level of detail that it has about this particular planned wedding, which is amazing. And then also you forget that People Magazine, and Bill, you talk about this all the time, that People Magazine used to be like a real gossip like magazine. Well-written, well-reported yeah. gossip, which is a lane that does not exist anymore. As opposed to just being publicity statements. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. So. And if you go back to the 1970s, back before celebrities knew better. Yeah. They would really give quotes like that. I, I think I talked about this, but there's when Three's Company blew up and Suzanne Summers left like 40 years ago. The quotes they get from everybody are like shocking. Like nobody gives quotes with her they would never do saying like, I hate Suzanne Summers. I'll never forgive her. It's like, whoa. Right. Also, it was just like a like the stereotypes about Hollywood are stereotypes for a reason. Like they used to yes. be true. Much and, worse even. Yeah. And Julia Roberts is also like the prototypical archetypical really like like celebrity and like movie star and like all the different relationships and like so much of like what you think of a star is what she actually was in like the 90s well it seems like either she got involved with her leading man or turned him off to the point that it it ruined like feuded with (laughs) him and it would ruin the movie and there was no other option it was either one or the other the nick nolte stories really sound fantastic like they had to use stand-ins because they hated each other so much they couldn't be on the same set yeah. And then the hook stuff, which is so weird. I don't understand. So anyway, read so this your thing. Is, so this is from during the hook era. It's 1991. Yes. Because she was engaged to Kiefer Sutherland before she married La Lovett. And she's 23. Kiefer Sutherland is 24. It's 1991. They're filming Hook. And they're okay. both Hollywood kids, basically. Yeah. So let me, I'm just going to read the lead. It was going to be the fantasy wedding of the decade. The showbiz merger of the, decade. Of, of the showbiz merger of Hollywood's most bankable star, Julia Roberts, 23, and her mercurial actor beau of more than a year, Kiefer Sutherland, 24. And who's like three inches shorter than her. But right. Keep going. Some 150 of the glitziest and ritziest were primed to be standing moist-eyed and overdressed. <laughs> this is a lot of adjectives, People Magazine. At 
20th Century Fox's Soundstage 14, which had been done up to mimic a garden-like paradise. What? So let's just be clear. They were going to get married on the Fox lot. Yeah. That's wild. <laughs> and also tacky. Let's like, come really- on. Okay, I'm fast-forwarding That's a little bit. That's one of the tackiest things I've ever heard. Yes. Like if, I, if, if Juliet said, hey, I'm getting married, we're getting married on the Fox lot. You would be like, be like it's going to be modeled after a garden. Like, you what? Would- I actually think that's a cheapskate move, to be honest. Totally. It's yeah. saving money because they probably knew it wouldn't work out. But yeah. it's also, the Fox lot is kind of fun in that it has all the different exterior locations or whatever, but they weren't getting married outside. They were literally just getting married on a soundstage. That's yeah. so boring. It's ludicrous. Well, that's, like how, that's like what HBO does for all their premieres. They get a soundstage on the yeah. Fox lot. Like Carrie's and, friend Shannon like yeah. does the lot up. By the way, this is not even probably the seventh weirdest thing in the article. I'm fast yeah. forwarding. Okay, fast forwarding. The four bridesmaids... Makeup artist Lucianne Zamet, Julia's agents, Elaine Goldsmith and Risa Shapiro, and actress Deborah Porter. Okay, so let's just stop there. Wow. Your four bride, two of your four bridesmaids are your agents. You pay them. Yeah, this is trouble. This is a this is a tough situation. Uh, had already picked up their 425 Manolo Blahnik shoes. By the way, that's $425 in 1991. Yeah, so that's like $3,000 yeah, now. now. Wow. Dyed seafoam green to match the dresses from Fred Heyman's boutique. So on a Roteo lot of planning Drive. in this wedding. Yes. A lot of planning. This yeah. was not like we're eloping somewhere. This is a year long of something. Okay. Julia's custom made gown described in one press report. I, we have to parse this. As an $8,000 two-piece number with a long jacket that would turn into a mini dress after the long skirt and train were pulled off. I don't, I've been thinking about this for 24 hours and I don't understand how you have a long jacket that turns into a mini dress that's also a wedding dress. Probably underneath the jacket is like a something that can like unfurl a little bit and become a dress. That would be my guess. There's also a long skirt. This is just such a stereotype of LA in the 90s. Like this sounds like a 90210 episode. Like this is like what Brenda would ask for, like being from Minneapolis. Well, I, she went off, She went off the rails. Yeah, I mean, this is all stuff yeah. that happens when you're off the rails. Yeah. Don't get married in a long jacket. Anyway, That's hold on. Ins- by I, the way. I'm just stunned yeah, by that. Risa Shapiro is an all-time great name. If I ever read it like a pulp fiction novel about Hollywood, there'll be a character named Risa Shapiro. Great. By the way, this... She yeah. violates one of my rules, yes. which is like, you have to at least judge somebody a little bit by their bridesmaids. I agree. Makeup artist, agent, some actress she probably knew for three years. Two Pe- agents. People she pays no, to be in her yeah. life. Yeah, no friend from when she was like in camp and yeah, fourth it's grade. Not good. That's a bad sign. It's not good. And her brother was Eric Roberts, who probably wasn't invited. Probably not. Wait, but hold on. Here's the best part. And this is actually, just so we, it's not all Julia. This here's a Kiefer Sutherland detail. Yes. A cigarette tree. Uh. The wedding cake sounds large and tacky, whatever. But the staff at Dominic's restaurant, where Kiefer's bachelor party had been hastily canceled, feasted on the cake that had been ordered for dessert at the bachelor party. It was an exact replica of a 15-pound roast turkey. A self-deprecating reference to some of Kiefer's recent movies? No. A consolation prize for the traditional Thanksgiving dinner that he had been unable to persuade Julia to serve at their wedding banquet. Kiefer has a thing for turkeys, says a source close to the cake. Incredible. I Wait a second. <laughs> Who has a bachelor party that has a cake? I've never heard Great of that. Question. Usually there's a, a girl jumping out of a cake, but not an actual and cake that people eat. It's a, and then it's a turkey because... He can't have a Thanksgiving dinner at his wedding. These people have no imagination, which is like, these are all like such like tropes that you just find on the street. Also, you know where turkeys are really popular? 
Disneyland. And they're like Hollywood kids, but they love Disneyland. I just want to point out that you pointed out all these weird things from yes. this story. You glossed over the part where the bachelor party was hastily canceled because the best man had already run off. That's great. With we the haven't bride even gotten to the actual drama. That, so this you have is to, all nutty. You have to hastily cancel the bachelor party at that point when the, when the bride's gone. Right. So do you, I don't need to read the rest of this article. Do you want to recap what actually happened to Jason cancel the Patrick, wedding? Jason Patrick, best man. Yeah. That's red flag number one right. because they became best friends on Lost Boys, two Hollywood kids. And somehow at some point, the details have never really come out. At some point, leaves the pre-wedding with mm-hmm. Julia and they go to Ireland and have a torrid affair for the next year. So I did read one report that the details involve a trip to Canyon Ranch, that they ran into each other on the plane on the way to Canyon Ranch. In spot. Arizona. Yes. And then it was supposed to be a Julia and girl pals weekend. And then Jason Patrick was there. And then Julia it was, and her staff. Yes. And then it was no longer. It became a Julia and Jason weekend at Canyon Ranch. That's amazing. And then they went back to cancel the wedding. His best friend. And Incredible. The other thing, you read, one of the stories I read about her was about how, well, you know, her dad died when she was 10 and she's been searching for sure. that affection after. Yeah. It's like, what? That explains why she canceled her wedding. Like, so I don't know. She obviously just loved Ben. And she's, I think she still got enchanted ben. by she whoever also, she was with. In her, she's 23. I feel like that's an important thing to say. She's 23 right. you're a dumb in this, which is you're really dumb and young and you shouldn't be getting married to someone you have known for less than a year when you're 23. And she's been in Hollywood and has been really successful at this point for a couple of years, which is extremely disorienting. So I, I get it. Well, I mean, has- it's not how you I would get it. Age. You're just trying to be generous. Yeah, well, you're being I mean, generous. Young people are stupid. Young people are stupid. Is that generous? She also, I think by virtue of the fact that she had to use her agents as her bridesmaid, obviously just only had like, yes, people around her. Yes. And so there was no one to be like, these are bad ideas. Or like, are you sure you want to do this? Like there was no one intervening. Well, what she was doing was no different than Leo plowing through models for 20 years. But Correct. he didn't get engaged. Think, right. I think what was more interesting about this was just in the time 30 years ago, it's a woman you don't see. Elizabeth Taylor, I guess, was the legacy for this of just exactly. everybody I run across I end up dating. But it was also like high profile people pretty much every time. And she was the biggest star in the world, I think. Yeah. I mean, when when Absolutely. After Pretty Woman came out. Yeah, she was America's sweetheart. We were saying, uh, we oh, we were doing the Oscars pod mm-hmm. yesterday and talking about very rarely does somebody go from, I don't know who that is, to that's the biggest star in the world. Like it happened when Sly Stallone did Rocky. Nobody knew who he was, became the biggest star of 1976. When Julie did Pretty Woman, it rom-coms hadn't really taken off yet. We had When Harry Met Sally. Um, I'm trying to think like there just weren't a lot of 80s rom-coms. There were more like teen movies, like yeah. Secret Admirer, things like that. When Harry Met Sally kind of starts the era, yeah. But they had been working on Pretty Woman for years and years and years before they finally made it. Once Pretty Woman became a monster, then it was like, we're off. And that led to this eight-year run that kind of culminated in my best friend's wedding, I think. And then after that, it was like every trope had been done. This, what was really cool about my best friend's wedding is it flipped it and she didn't get the guy at the end, which every time you get the guy at the end, this was the first one where it's like, whoa, Yes, She's, you are a bad person. So right. You're not getting the guy. And is there another movie before that, Juliet? Queen where, of rom coms. Where there she doesn't get him, or like good where the, movies. Where the the lead actress. Oh, doesn't get the guy. No, they always get him. Yeah, but definitely. the woman became increasingly crazier and crazier as the '90s went along, culminating in this Julia character. Who 
I was watching with my wife who was like on her iPad doing something. And she's seen the movie so many times, didn't care. And then like an hour in, she just kind of, her head kind of piped up. She goes, God, she's just evil in this. I forgot. <laughs> she's just, just flat out evil. Yes. What a yeah. bad person. I'm like, yeah. Pond scum. So yeah. Say when, even 20 years later, when you watch this, are you, do no. You, do you root for her? No, you, of course not. Is she a villain? Is she Miranda Priestly, basically? She's not a villain, but I think the reason you also don't root for her is because Cameron Diaz is so freaking charming. This is my favorite Cameron Diaz by far. And also, it's hard to make like the younger woman both like really charming and sweet and, and also give her some depth. And I actually think the Cameron Diaz character is like as impressive as the Julia Roberts one. And I, I think you root from her from the beginning. By the way, kudos to Julia Roberts for sharing the screen with Cameron Diaz. Yes. <laughs> That is, if she was a true diva, she would not have wanted her in the movie. She would have shoved her out for somebody a little less threatening. Cameron Diaz is, you know, the toe-to-toe stuff with them. These are like two of the icons. And yeah. we're also giving her that fantastic scene in the bathroom at yes. the end. Like actually giving her the depth, as Juliet said, and giving her some space to, to shine and to plot and to be her own character, which... You know, the typical best friend or third person in a romantic comedy does not get right. that depth. So, From a guy's standpoint, if my choice is completely insane, chain-smoking Julia Roberts mm-hmm. or 20-year-old from a rich family, the most pleasant person to be around probably in the history of movies, Cameron Diaz. I don't know why I'm... <laughs> Why am I battling this? Um, on the other hand, Julia Roberts is so hot in she this looks movie. Great in this. She looks she amazing. Does. Oh she my looks god! Great. She also all of the crop tops. Like she would just drop her on the on the street right now, and she would still, like look great. Like all those fashions mm-hmm. are back. Her hair is amazing. She just looks so hot in this movie. And I think the movie does a good job. Obviously, the second half of the film, the Julia Roberts character is indefensible and does just a lot of heightened movie things. But the first half, they do a good job of, or Dermot Mulroney does a good job. I mean, I guess he just looks confused, but he's kind of weighing, this is what one type of relationship would be like, and this is what the other would be like. You can see in certain moments that it's not totally crystal clear, or at least I can't. Are you defending but. Dermot Mulroney's performance in this yeah, movie? Yeah, I am. That, wow. He's adorable. Every Hold single time he's on screen, I'm just like, s- swoon. A let's, great Northwestern let's grad. Put, let's put that <laughs> okay, over there. All right, We're going to come back to that later. Yeah. Here's what I wrote many years ago, a synopsis of this movie, in case you haven't seen it in a while. Julie Roberts decides that she's in love with her best friend, played by Dermot Mulroney in a career-ending performance. That's what I wrote in 2004. Uh, Maybe we see different things. He went on to the Family Stone, though. It's all good. Oh, he's so good at that, too. I stand by what I wrote. Two best friends made a pact. If they're not married by 28, they'll get married. Unfortunately, he's getting married that weekend. She shows up and proceeds to sabotage it for four straight days, ruining the rehearsal dinner, messing with the dude's head, and nearly causing them to call a $200,000 wedding off at the last minute. After his fiance, played by Cameron Diaz, practically has a nervous breakdown because she's so depressed by what's happening, Julia decides, you know what? I'm backing off. I was probably a little out of line. And the wedding goes off without a hitch, and she ends up dancing with her gay best friend as the closing credits roll. Mm-hmm. That's my best friend's wedding. I have no idea how this movie worked. Um, it's accurate, accurate summary. Good job by you many years ago. Good job by 2004 me. Yeah, yeah. You, you, yeah. you killed it. Wow. Uh, is she a bad person? Yes. Yes. She's behaving quite badly. She's also... Well, there's difference between somebody right. behaving badly and is she actually genuinely a bad person? She's a narcissist. She's a narcissist. She's a, I thought the 
else was it? And this is possibly going to reveal too much about me, but this is fine. When I was rewatching it, I thought it was a really fascinating comment on like her total discomfort with intimacy. Yeah. And the first half of it, she just doesn't know how to be in a relationship and doesn't know how to handle all of these things, which you don't see in romantic comedies because the women are usually so focused on like, I just need a husband. So I think or it's- my career is I'm so into my career. I can't ever right. have time for a man. So I Those thought the this two was, tropes. you know, it's interesting that they gave her this uncomfortable with the yucky love stuff. I think that you don't see that that often on film. It is kind of interesting. It does defend her a little bit. She's not a bad person. She's just not comfortable with yucky love stuff. Juliet? I agree with all that, but I also think she's a narcissist. She is a narcissist. (laughs) Who, like, you know, has very little empathy until she's, like, forced up against the wall and uh, is only really interested in her her own future. Do you think part of the reason this movie succeeded is because we all had that one person who was our friend of the opposite sex that we grew up with and it was kind of the backup just in case nothing happened? I was thinking about that at the very beginning. That's just, the backup (laughs) is not a real thing. That's completely created by movies. It's a 90s thing. Created perhaps by this movie, but that's like not a thing. I I guess someone who's always had a lot of male friends, I've never turned to one and been like, hey, by the time we're 28, like, let's make this happen if it doesn't work out. Counterpoint. You joke about doing that. Counterpoint. Dobbins has one. Saw the movie. When I this came out when I was thirteen, saw the movie with my friend Jim Hobart, who's definitely listening to this and was in fact my backup. But we didn't really understand how young twenty eight was. Jim's now happily married, just had a daughter. Congratulations oh, to Jim. Yeah. So it's again, I was young and dumb, but, but still, it was because of the movie. Yes, it was because of the movie, and it was also because I didn't understand how neither of us understood how young twenty eight is, yeah. which is nuts. What about twenty? Getting married while you're in college. I have a lot of thoughts about all of the timelines in this film that we can discuss at great length, but I don't know if we need to do that here. I had one. I saw this movie. My friend Jen and uh, and I call I called her. We talked like a couple of days later. I was like, I just saw this movie that mirrors what's going to happen when I get married. What you're going to do? And she was like, ah ha ha. And then she saw the movie and called me all pissed off like a week later. I was like, I was kidding. Wow. <laughs> but I think we all have one. Yeah, and it it does have. Juliet has one. She just doesn't want to admit it because he's probably listening. <laughs> Not like your best friend who is your backup. It is a pretty good. Juliet says Michael B. Jordan. Yes, that's true. (laughs) Because I was about to say it's the representation of the one who got away a bit, which for Juliet is Michael B. Jordan. Sure, he doesn't know it, but he'll find out. I don't know if he got away yet. Yeah, it's still. It was definitely in play. I think he's still on the radar. It was in play until Creed. Okay, and then. And then things just took a turn. Black Panther really ended it. So he got so Black Panther ruined my chances. A <laughs> little bit on Cam Diaz before we start yes, uh, yeah. the categories. <laughs> one of the great runs uh, of any actress, The Mask. She's the one. My best friend's wedding, and then there's something about Mary, which I don't know if anyone else could have played that role. That's why when we get to Apex Mountain, I think her Apex Mountain is there's something about Mary. She's so good in that movie, and I don't. I can't think of one actress in the last 30 years who could have pulled off that movie as well and made her as likable and funny and slapstick. And by the end of that run, everyone thought like, oh, this is, this person can do anything. I wish that Cameron Diaz had had Julia Roberts's PR representation because I don't think she ever was like beloved by men and women. I think men have always liked her. I've definitely come around to her more as I've gotten older. So you think women were a little threatened by her? I, I think that she just was like cast as like she's so she's so traditionally beautiful. Like she's such like a model 
blonde, tall, skinny. I don't feel like she got the like America sweetheart treatment ever. But she's like a great. I, I love her. She's Some almost a little too, <clears throat> little too, too like polished uh, almost, or like. Hmm. I have a different theory. I think she's great. I, there's something about Mary is very good, but it was just never my type of movie. Yeah, it's like a gross I, out comedy. It's the gross out thing, and she. But that movie is a phenomenon. Though. It was a phenomenon, and she's great in it. And there are a lot of people who love it, but she did go for a certain type of comedy that is just more popular with men. Exactly, and it's not really my style, and it doesn't mean that she's not good at it, and I don't like her. But it's just. She didn't take the America Sweetheart roles entirely. It's true. She she definitely went. Well, she shouldn't have to, but yeah, yeah. And I just think she was steered in a in a different yeah. direction. I I came to love her via the holiday, of course, the Nancy sure. Myers film, yeah. and then went back and reevaluated her, and I was like, oh, I really like Cameron Diaz. She was really great in Charlie's Angels. Yeah, she was. Yeah. She's a really talented comedic actress who yeah. also like. I also like her because un, unlike someone like other actresses who like are like I'm done acting I've moved on to my entrepreneurial career she's just like yeah I'm out like and I'm just like living a nice life by myself and she hasn't made a movie since 2014 and that's that case to be made she is a better IMDb than Julia Roberts I think she might consistency Julia wise, Roberts for sure. is IMDb is like shockingly bad it feels like she was a much bigger star than the actual movie she made well she had a really good uh, turn of the century run which I think has has the, the recency of that I think has overshadowed Ocean's or obscured Lemon. the old stuff. Aaron Brockovich is a movie nobody watches or thinks about 20 it's years later. Untrue. Well, Come to my house. It's also anytime. on really? oh, yeah. And on whenever Aaron it's on, whenever oh my it's God. on, Aaron Eckhart in that movie. Yeah, of course. I accept. It's a Soderbergh Really? House. All right. So, I like Aaron Brockovich too. So it's become a rom-com now? No, it's just you'll keep it on because it's good. I don't know. That's fine. It's different know. tastes. It's that's I, the magic of film. We're you never know? doing an Aaron Brockovich rewatchables. <laughs> okay, that's You're because not. you control the list. Yeah. Nineteen ninety nine Notting Hill. Ninety nine again Runaway Bride. Meh. Aaron Brockovich. The Mexican wasn't good, but it got a lot of attention. Ocean's Eleven. Mexican was bad. Yeah. Ocean's Eleven. Yes. Excellent. And then Mona Lisa's, it fell off. Mona Lisa Smile. Good. Closer. No. Wow. No. I just, hold no. on. No. Well, good. Hold on. No. I rewatched Mona Lisa no. Smile the other a couple months ago because it's on streaming. And I had the remote to myself. Uh, I wanted to like it. All star cast. Movie. It's not. It's not. I haven't watched it in a you while. You listed yeah. three bad movies in a row there, but keep going. Um, I think she had a little mini resurgence and then it tailed off again. And then she started having kids and that was she, it. By, by, we were talking about her dating, by the way. I just want to note that Danny yeah. Motor worked on one of her films and he yeah. was married. And then he was with Julia Roberts. Now they have kids. Oh, she home wrecked them? Yes. I don't. I didn't know Hold that. On. Where he needs to take some responsibility in that situation, he, also his home. But yes. anyway, yeah. But <laughs> just another <laughs> one that she met on a movie. Eyes. My mom has never forgiven her for the term home wrecker as you sure, wreck somebody's right. home. Well, okay, let's. You, yeah. you heard me. Anyway. My mom's never gotten over it. She's she'll remind you, Julia Roberts. Couple Cam, he couple Cam Diaz movies. Okay, after the ones I listed. Mm-hmm. Very bad things, which is not a good movie, but was at least interesting. Any given Sunday, she's really good in that. Oh, yeah. She's actually like terrific as the female owner. Being John Malkovich. Good one. Yeah. First Charlie's Angels, weird. I don't understand why they didn't use guns. I'll never understand <laughs> how that decision actually I happened. I th- well, Drew Barrymore had so much power at that point. She's yeah. like, they're not using guns. Like what? She was in Shrek. Vanilla Sky, she's she really in, good and creepy she was in, in Vanilla Shrek. Sky. You just went past that. Well, I mean, she did the voice. <laughs> Vanilla Sky, really good and creepy. Mm-hmm. The sweetest thing? Where do we stand on that? My I, wife loves that movie. I like that yeah. movie. Not okay. for me. Gangs of New York, ugh. I like that movie as well. The Holiday. 
The holiday? Why did you skip in her shoes? I love in her yeah, shoes. Yeah, in her shoes is one. important. Tony Collette in yeah. her. It's great. Oh, yeah, you're right. My wife likes that movie too. The holiday is probably my favorite Nancy Myers movie. And That's holiday. an insane opinion. It's I, really I nice love room. you and support everything that you do. <laughs> we are partners in podcasting and many other things. And that is not the best Nancy Myers movie. I, it's okay. Jude Law is my favorite like man ever created in fiction in that movie. I, he's wonderful. He's a hot book editor who lives in London, Amanda. I, it's great. I support you. I support Jude Law. I love Jude Law. Saw him at the Arclight once. He was just leaning on the counter, having a very engaged discussion with the people who work at the Arclight about what film he should see and how the seat, assigned seating works. Shout out to Jude Law. The Daily that movie is not the best Nancy Myers. I don't want to give a shout out to Jude Law. The Daily Mail has convinced me that he's a dirtbag. However, Jude Law on the holiday. This has devolved. Ju- poor Jude Law. It actually he turned not he turned Jude. an entire gender against him with his behavior not in movies. Treat Sienna Miller better, man. It's true. Since you guys are raving about uh about these guys in rom coms, I just want to point out with Cameron Diaz before we move on. Yeah. She's the one is a really important movie for guys in their twenties because Great movie. it had the best collection of good-looking female actresses that's probably ever been in a movie. And Ed Burns, who's very handsome. And Ed Burns. Love Ed Burns. So you have peak Jennifer Aniston. Apex. Yes. Yeah. Apex Jennifer Aniston. You thought it was going to come together for her based on that movie. Early Amanda Peet. My wife, Amanda Peet, yes. Early Leslie Mann. Wow. Cam Diaz. Hell yeah. I like her just... Just have a question. And Maxine Baines, uh, Ed Burns' girlfriend, who was actually oh, yeah. really cute but couldn't act. Cam? Was a murders row. I'm just, I'm, I'm trying to make it seem like I'm more familiar you, with her. Do you know someone who knows her that calls her Cam? Yeah, I'm just trying to make her more personal. Okay. Just wondering. Carry, carry on. Cam, Cam Diaz. Cam Diaz. <laughs> uh, all right. We're going to take a break. Then we're going to get to the categories. Let's talk about Udemy. It's the largest and most accessible online learning marketplace with the most courses, teachers, opportunities for students everywhere around the globe. Udemy has over 65,000 courses from coding to comic book art available anywhere on their website and app. With your home at the desk on the computer using their app, Udemy gives you access to new knowledge wherever you are. It's a great learning tool. It's helped students all over the world improve their skills, their careers, and their lives. Here's how it's spelled. U-D-E dot my slash rewatchables if you go there right now you get 90% off when you sign up for classes whoa you will not find a better price sign up for classes right now using our link ude dot my slash rewatchables get access to life-changing classes for nearly actually for 90% off and make sure you download their app from your phone you can stream your studies wherever you are ude dot my slash Rewatchables, and since we're here, the ringer.com. If you go to shop, we have some awesome t shirts up there right now. Summer t shirts, we might have to make a rewatchables t shirt. It's actually a good idea. I'm gonna tell Alex Lee that the ringer.com slash shop hats, t shirts, everything else. Go there right now. All right, back to the rewatchables. My best friend's wedding. This is interesting. Doing the categories, most rewatchable scene. I'm going to let you you two decide on this. Some of the candidates, the karaoke scene. I Just from what my wife was telling me, mm-hmm. her favorite scenes were the karaoke scene, Rupert Everett singing, which delights her to yeah, no of course. end. She, it's of course. like Say her favorite prayer. four minutes of the movie. Yeah. 
the choose me, marry me, Julia Roberts speech, which is both crazy and kind of heartfelt. Yeah. Choose me. That one has been reinterpolated and improved in Grey's Anatomy when Meredith uh, says, I, was, I thought you were going to say Notting Hill. Oh, that came first, didn't it? Well, uh, I, it, or no, it came after. It really yeah, came Notting from Hill. Oh, I choose me, Kelly yeah. Taylor. Right. Yeah. The bathroom fight in in Comiskey Park or a great with, one with uh, Jules and yeah. Cameron Diaz, and then the ending yeah. of uh, her somehow with these giant cell phones that worked in 1997. That's and true. Service out, everywhere. That's true. Amazing service in the 90s. I have one more nominee. Please the boat scene when she and Dermot Mulroney are on the boat and they almost talk about how they feel about each other and then they dance and he's singing. Yeah. Um, What's the song called? I can, I'm not going to sing it, but I know all the words. Tonight? Yes, the way you look tonight. So what's the most rewatchable scene? Juliet? I go with the karaoke scene. I just don't know what to do with myself. Don't know just what to do with myself. I'm so used to doing everything for you. It shows the whole range of emotions for everyone involved. Cam really brings it. I love Cam. Okay. I just love Cam. <laughs> what do you say, Amanda? I think the say a little prayer for you lunch is pretty. It's Every iconic. single time I laugh when the, they cut back the end and they're in a lobster restaurant and the people are wearing lobster mitts and going back and waving their hands in the air. It, I remember laughing in the theater at that. It and also, yeah, it also one thing from the 90s is that they at the center or except for the Nora Ephron movies, but a lot of the Nora, a lot of the nineties rom-coms have like an important like backing cast, like an ensemble, like in a musical mm-hmm. where like they get like a few scenes and they like are all chirping or they're, or they're singing in this case. And yeah. that's, and that's like an important part of the genre, which that scene really highlights. I run for the bus dear while riding. I think of us dear. I say a little prep for you. Just take time And all through my coffee break time I say a little breath for you Forever and ever You stay in my heart And I will love you forever and ever We never were part of how I love you together Forever, that's how it must be to live without you Will only be heartbreak for me My personal favorite scene is the bathroom fight. It's really good. It's really I good. Actually, it's the best acting of Cameron Diaz. Cam does a great career. job. Yeah, I love the fact that there's 30 women in this in this uh, woman's bathroom mm-hmm. watching and and yeah. and, uh, and kind of rolling with the punches of the fight, and they get mad at Julie Roberts, right. and it's just and it's two really kind of famous actresses at the peak of their powers going at it. A showdown scene, which I liked. Also, we can come back to this and what's age the worst, but it, it climaxes with her being like, and a food critic. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> I have a lot of thoughts about the food yeah. critic in this. All right. So you went, Julia, you went. Karaoke. Amanda. I went the lunch okay. singing scene. Both singing scenes. Yeah. Well, yeah. The, 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 are the helium, when are the helium kids in? Oh, that's, that's at the end. end. That's at the brunch on Sunday the morning Sunday before the wedding. The helium kids we'll are come high back comedy. To that. Yeah, they're high comedy. All right. What's age the best? Feel free to chime in your own. Here's what I have down. The title. Great title. Great title. 
for mm-hmm. some reason, the rom-coms from like 88 to 98 had fantastic titles. Sure. When Harry Met Sally, mm-hmm. Sleepless in Seattle, My Best Friend's Wedding. While you were sleeping. While you were sleeping. They all explained the movie within four words and uh, just kind of worked. Julia Roberts and Cameron Diaz. They've aged fantastically. Fantastic. That's true. My pick really, is Julia. Julia has never looked the better hottest. in a movie. Mm-hmm. And Cameron Diaz may, probably has never looked better in a movie. They're just um, peak of their powers. I didn't like her hairstyle. It's a little too frumpy for me and too many shift dresses. But yeah, she looked good. So what, what, do, you, what do you think she peaked? Uh, looks wise or just Man, like in general? she's the one. I, I take that back. I'm going to say she's the one. Chicago. Yeah. It's a great summer, Chicago. You watch it, you're like, oh man, Chicago is great. And you then yeah. you go in December and it's minus nine and there's a 40 degree wind chill. It's a great city for TV and film. It has a lot of like very American vistas. It has like low, like it has big buildings, but also like cool, like suburban spaces. It's, it, it's very telegenic, that city. It mm-hmm. uses Chicago very nicely as a character. Yes. Yes. And also I like that it's a White Sox movie, not a Cubs movie. It's really ahead of its time in like picking the cool yeah. team. It's kind of shocking, actually. Maybe yeah. the Cubs wouldn't let them. Probably. Yeah. I guess I the Cubs would the money they could get. Yeah. Yeah, the, the White but... Sox are like, sure, come on in. Yeah. All right. This is a little dorky, but uh, Cameron Diaz's BMW convertible in this movie is an iconic mid-90s. That was a great, just really a nice car. You watch it. She picks her up at the airport. If you get a nice look at that from far. Right, yeah. Really great. Great vintage. Yeah. Really enjoy that one. I, I thought the driving scenes were kind of funny. It was like very on. Un- She's a terrible driver. Yeah. But also just like sort of how you're the perspective of Julia Roberts. Like at no other point in the movie are you put into Julia Roberts perspective like that. It was sort of like an anomaly, but hey, it worked. Um, mentioned Julia being okay battling for screen time with Cameron mm-hmm. Diaz. I think has aged really nicely. Yes. I'm not sure most AAA plus list actresses would have been cool with that. And then the ending that she doesn't end up with him. What else do you have for what's age the best? Uh, it's just, I'm so distracted by how beautiful Julia Roberts looks and how that is so a style right now that it's hands down my choice. It's wow. True. Yeah, she has the half shirt at one the crop, point. The crop yeah, top. That, that, is, she that looks, crop top and the two pairs of sunglasses, which uh-huh. is a fantastic She detail. wears all the uh, outfits that Zoe Simmons tries to wear now. <laughs> Kanye told Kim that small sunglasses are in yeah, and Julia Roberts are. is wearing them. Yeah. Smoking not as in. No. No. But no. I do, but- um, what's his face is like don't do that it's gonna kill you like having someone tell you not to smoke still in yeah what else for you Amanda anything I think the concept of the we won't if we're not married the pact the backup pact has as you pointed out really started with this movie and now yeah. you do see it everywhere right. it's kind of taken on a life of its own yeah again I think the age limit is far too low here but yeah. I the I concept, was gonna have that in what's age the worst of, yeah just by 28 if we're not married that yeah. seems so early now now if somebody did this it would be yeah like 38 yeah that seemed a little low all right what age the worst sport magazine sport oh, okay his big job is he works for Sport Magazine, which even in the late 90s, I think, was kind of not a thing anymore. But oh, so they, it's real. I thought it was made Oh, up. yeah. I was, thought that the whole, I thought it was supposed to be Sports Illustrated. No, it was, a, it, was a, it was the biggest magazine in the 50s, 60s. Well, still relevant and pretty good in the 70s. Started to die in the 80s and by okay. the 90s was done. Once again, probably the only magazine they could get the rights to. Yeah. <laughs> I had a subscription in 2000. Wow. I stand by it. <laughs> Rich girl Cameron Diaz drops out of school at age 20 to follow a sports writer. I could tell you I was a sports writer in the mid-90s. 
not a high paying job. No. Yeah. It's better now, but in the nineties, no. And um, you would never in a million years drop out of school to follow a sports writer around as he goes to cover um, crappy major league baseball games. And then Ridiculous. they were like, if San Antonio sleeps. And I was like, so is he covering basketball as well? I was confused. They were like shifting between baseball and basketball. By the by, the way, uh, a good that should have been in what stage the best, the foreshadowing of yes. the San Antonio <laughs> dynasty. They hadn't even won a title then. Julia pretending she's marrying a gay guy in that whole scene still is the it's the major flaw in the movie. It does yes. not age well. It's, Anyone believing it's too it ridiculous. is just insane. And she would have mentioned it to to him, her alleged best friend, like that she was also engaged. Does yeah, not. of course, that's true. Sucking the ring off Julia's finger? What's what is your quibble there? I don't know. It's just very sexual. It's weird. Like it's there's sexual chemistry in this movie. You understand the role that Dermot Mulroney is supposed to play. I I totally understand it. It's just like I get it. And I, I'm fine so with that. So that is not age the best, age the it's, worst for you. It's, it's, it's fine. It's fine. I mean, yeah. Does that work? Like, you know, no, technically speaking, I have some concerns about that, but I don't really care. Scientifically may not yeah. work. Sexually, let's go for yeah. it. It's fine. But at that point, just start making out. Sure. You're going right. to give a blowjob to her finger. Like just at that point, you're going to lean over. <laughs> I don't know. Um, that was way over the top. I think there are some inconsistencies with Dermot Maroney's moral compass, like what he deems okay, not okay. There's, you know, which maybe is true to life with now? a hot man. Yeah. Because he's on the list. Oh, he has an age well? Incorrect. He looks great in the family. So stone. my wife also made this case. He's great looking. <laughs> I love him. He's adorable. He's a terrible actor. I have no idea what his motivations are the entire movie. You're not is, supposed to. He's confused. He's, Confused, he just has a stupid look on his face. So it's like they'd be being confused, look. and it's like, oh, I, I don't know what this my best friend's up to. Just kind of vacant stare. Mm-hmm. I never understand what he's thinking. It's just a bad performance. I think that he's uh, just really hot, and that's the main point of him, and it's successful. Okay, yeah. <laughs> there you go. Forging the email on the night before the wedding right. to try to get him fired from his job or whatever she was trying to do. That, that's actually an evil act. Yes. yes. I mean, I it don't actually think- is too far. It went too far. Absolutely. That's way too far. She does that. You're like, I'm out. I hope this person dies alone. Sure. Though, you know, that hasn't aged well, but it's also, I don't think that was okay in 1997. No, it's worse yeah. now though. It's like, whoa, you're a lunatic. I, I think what hasn't aged well is that she can suddenly just easily access a billionaire's email. It's like, no problem. I'll, you know, wander into your office and just pull it up. Yeah. And also the idea that he was just writing drafts and then his assistant would send them out. I mean, I don't know. Maybe people do that. If we ever did a ringer video of like great moments from 94 to 97 when people didn't totally understand what the internet was yet. Yeah. It's up there. Oh, definitely. Or say, I'll just walk into this billionaire's office and write an email from his account. We didn't really totally understand email back then leading to uh, You Got Mail, which is the most dated movie that's come out in the wow, last 20 don't years. don't say that to us. I'm not saying it's a bad movie. I'm just saying it, it, that movie feels like it came out in the 1800s. It's like, email? What's this? People might meet on email? Like, it's crazy <laughs> to watch I think it's that. a happier time. Okay. Maybe it was. <laughs> happier, safer time. Uh, Julia gives the, first of all, she remains the maid of honor, which is beyond a nitpick. I mean, 
It's ridiculous. It's I, I, talk about not well, having friends. Right. If you, if you can't get fired as maid of honor for all the stuff she did, I don't even know. But she what was you have keeping her close. I like that. Mm-hmm. I like that it's actually revealed that this person is weirded out. Yeah. Is thinking about the threat that this person is. She should and not is be trying to, to neutralize her. No, she should not be at the wedding. You mean at the very end? She shouldn't be at the wedding. Yeah. It's like escort her off the property. Yeah. <laughs> She's a crazy person. She gives this speech, points out how she didn't get them a gift, and then gives them the song that was like her special song with the guy. And it's like, I'm going to give this song to you. Cameron Diaz is totally cool with it. Oh, I know. Thanks. I feel like, I feel like fuck your song. song. Yeah, she's like, fuck you. <laughs> I want the song. I feel like the real problem is when they're in the bathroom and the fight scenes ends with Cameron Diaz just giving her a hug. Yeah. I would say, no, you guys can make a truce. You can agree to get through the wedding for appearances sake. And then that bitch is out. But I don't really understand the hug. At the at the wedding, she's just going along with it because, like, you know, rich people don't talk about their problems. They just go along with whatever in public. So I get it. What another what's age the worst is just him forgiving her after he she explains to him. Mm-hmm. I sent this email from your father in law's account that tried to get you fired, and he's just like, "Oh my god, why'd you do that?" Like, it's kind of a deal breaker. I don't know if you come back as friends after of that. Of course not. And if you're Cameron Diaz, you're like, "I'm sorry, but she has to go. Like, delete her number. She's out." Like, that should happen. Yeah. It probably happens immediately after the wedding. They're on a time crunch. Well, no, hold this on. Is, hold that thought. We're, okay. we're coming right. back to that. All right. It's time for Casting What Ifs, presented by ZipRecruiter. When it comes to hiring, you don't need a high hiring IQ. You just need ZipRecruiter. Their powerful technology scans thousands of resumes to find people with the right experience for your job. 80% of employers who post on ZipRecruiter get a quality candidate through the site in just one day. My listeners can try it for free at ZipRecruiter.com slash BS. Casting what ifs. Ooh. Sarah Jessica Parker turned out in the role because she was about to do Sex in the City. The she Julia Roberts choice. one? Role? Yeah. Hmm. First choice. That really speaks to where Julia Roberts was in her career at the moment. It, it was, here's where Julia Roberts was. Dying Young, Hook, The Player, Pelican Brief, I Love Trouble, Ready to Wear, Something to Talk About, Mary Riley, Michael Collins, Everyone Says I Love You. That's seven years. Those are bad. Seven year, that, that's a drought. Except, I mean, Hook was a phenomenon, but- I enjoy the Pelican Nobody Brief. Nobody was happy with Hook. Pelican Brief, I liked, but when you watch it now, it it feels like it came out 45 years ago. It's so it does, slow. But it, you know, the pacing it, of it is just... Uh, it's a good cable movie. I think I watched it on vacation movie. a couple years it's ago. I like, recorded movie. it. It was great. Mary Riley, at, at some point during that whole stretch, people were like, is she trying to sabotage her own career? Like Mary Riley was a Mary choice Riley that should Michael not have been made. Collins was really One thing tough. about Julia Roberts that surprises me in, in all of these conversations is that she's never connected with like a drug or alcohol problem. Whereas like- Well, there was always rumors. Sure. But it I wasn't like part of her- She lost the, a lot of weight wasn't and part was of acting her, erratically. Sure. Right. But wasn't like part of her narrative like it was for, like for Drew Barrymore or- Whoever. Just means she has good PR. That's yeah, true. She the, does have great PR. It was really interesting rereading the people stuff and how much they were trying to suggest it. And There's she emphatically the denies stuff. it. In yeah. the, she went on the record several times in the 90s to deny it. But I, I think it was a wrap it was on her notable. in the 90s. Yeah. yeah. I will say, when you look at these things, I always think about choices. I've said this before in the rewatchables. One of the things about her in this movie is sometimes you just have to play you. It's like the same thing with Tom Cruise or Jerry Maguire. <laughs> And especially with actresses, you can just go off the rails. You look at, I just listed nine, nine or 10 movies where it's like 
every three, four years when you're in your prime, do a rom-com, do a movie where you're in danger. Like pick one or the other. Just make sure you're there. Like Sleeping with the Enemy is not a great movie. It's a fantastic cable movie. Mm-hmm. I really like it. She's in danger the whole time. She has to get a new identity and wear a wig and like, that's a that's just a go to. It's just good. It must be Don't really get confusing. too weird with your career, right? How do you know who you are if you've been an actress since you were like ten or fifteen, even? Like, it just must be really hard. Well, it's like the old thing, like Fantasy always says with the rewatchables, like just play the hits. Like sometimes you do have to play the yeah, hits. Sometimes it's just like make a movie where you're in love with somebody. When I was researching for this, when she was promoting this movie, my best friend's wedding, she was apparently at some kind of conference show for all the theater owners, and she said. It was like, my hair is red and long and curly, just like you guys like it. So please go see this movie, which I think mm. is a pretty fascinating acknowledgement of what you just said, that she realized people don't want her in all of the weird period costumes. People want her to be Julia Roberts. Well, so Cruz had, in the 90s, he started getting weird. He was doing Far far yeah. and Away, an interview with the vampire, and he just kind of lost his way for a little bit. And then in 95, Mission Impossible, 96, Jerry Maguire is, I'm going to be Tom Cruise again? good lesson yeah just be just be you be the person that we uh we fell in love with another casting what if again i don't know this is all on the internet who knows if this is true calista flockhart turned down both roles no calista flockhart wrote that fact where'd you get it (laughs) was that imdb trivia yeah okay um it was it was peak Calista flockhart ally mcbeal era when is first year it was first year ally mcbeal yeah Ally McBeal, not aged well. I was recently watching that. Yeah. Uh, this one seems like it's true. Drew Barrymore lost out to Cameron Diaz because Julia really pushed for Cameron Diaz. Now, you can read a whole subtext of maybe Julia mm-hmm. Roberts and Drew Barrymore, who have never been in a movie, by the way. Maybe there was some sort of love triangle that we don't know about with somebody in the earlier 90s. I have a lot of warmth towards Drew Barrymore. So I think that the main thing from this podcast is I don't like Julia Roberts as a human. Oh, (laughs) yeah. Yeah. It's tough. I do. It's tough to be great. I like, I mean, I like mean people as we've established on the rewatchables. So here's the thing with Julia Roberts. Yeah. If if your husband, uh, celebrity journalist. Yeah. Zach Barron. Yeah. uh, One of the best writers on the internet right now in magazines. If Thank he's you. like, I'm spending two weeks with Julia Roberts to do a magazine profile, 10% of you is a little worried. Yeah, that's true. That's why she, yeah, that's the case Julia's making. You're, you're spending two weeks with Julia Roberts? Ugh. It also just seems like a lot of fun. I'd want to go along. Julia Roberts seems fun. Our Julia wreckage. Roberts seems, sure, but also you're going to go out and have a great time on the town with Julia Roberts. And I, I want to be a part of even that. Even if she's in her weird era now where she's just taking pictures with Famous soccer, players. soccer players. As you pointed out, so if you guys go on the internet, you can find just a tremendous number of pictures of Julia Roberts with famous international soccer yeah, players. Yeah, you asked me about this. I yeah. tried to explain it yeah, to you. Yeah, go ahead. But I, don't know if I'm, I don't know if I'm right. Your theory. Share your theory. People reach a point where they all they care about is impressing their kids. And it usually happens when your kids hit like seven. Mm-hmm. So my guess is one of her kids is a massive soccer fan. That's true. What's funny is that the kids are not in these pictures. <laughs> Yeah, it's just so, Julia. Not so photographed. I couldn't tell you what her kids' names are. She has yeah. twins, though, right? Yes. And then she, I think she has three, but yeah, twins. And sorry. I have one of the great casting what ifs that we've ever done, the three of us, on one of these pods. And wow. I think you're both going to have a reaction. I okay. hope it involves Jude Law. Turning down the Delmet Mulrooney lead role, mm-hmm. Ed Burns. 
Oh, wow. Oh, wow. That's a way better wow. movie. Who would you rather have? Much better movie. Ed Burns! I oh, love Ed Burns. We might have stopped the podcast. I don't know. I really Somebody get a about this. glass of water. I love Ed Burns. It's yeah, much easier I to imagine. I be tortured I think, by this. I think my husband and his celebrity doppelganger is Ed Burns, so it's like a really close oh, thing for me. Yeah, he hates it when I say that, but I think Ed Burns is handsome. Um, Very handsome. Um, Ed but Burns, he's too serious. My wife also loves Ed Burns. He would be a lot more believable in this role, though. I think Ed Burns is an upgrade. I think so, too. He's also, like, clearly smarter than Dermot Oroni, and I think you're supposed to think that Michael O'Neill is smart. I don't think you are. If he's smart, then the whole house of cards comes tumbling down. He is supposed to be a little confused and not know what to do because this is supposed to be Julia and Cam's show. I don't think And if a- you've got Ed Burns in the mix, then, I mean— Ed Burns wouldn't put up with her shit. He'd be like, you cannot send that email. You're out. You know, you actually need someone a little dumb to make the movie work. I think you can be smart, but emotionally dumb. And I think that's what the character You're is. You're acting like Ed Burns can't be dumb in a movie. Have you I, seen Ed Burns' movies? <laughs> no, Every true. Ed Burns character is a moron. Yeah, he's it's true. But like Dumb a, cab driver. She's the one. He's still married to Christy Turlington, right? Yes. Yeah. What a great couple. It's really inspiring. They're I iconic. love Ed Burns. Yeah. And I think it's a shame that he wasn't in this movie because I actually think it would have been good for his career. I agree. Ed Burns, huge Grant Lamb fan. I, love, I mean, Juliette Lemon, huge Ed Burns fan. <laughs> maybe maybe he's the one. Maybe it's not Michael <laughs> yeah, B. No. Wow, yeah. Michael uh, B's the future. Ed Burns is the past. The Joe Pantoliano award for that guy or that girl okay. in the movie that you don't even know what their name is, but you know who the person is. Who is that in this movie? Um, I would say it's the it's Cameron Diaz's mom. Is one of those actresses? I don't even know what her name is, but she's. I think her father as well. That lady, the dad is too. The parents are both. Yeah. Those those people. Her her dad is like in so many nineties movies. He's like all, he Bosco, got all the roles right? that Robert Loggia didn't get. Yeah. Um, also, Rachel Griffiths and Carrie Preston are are in the wedding party. Yeah, Rachel They're, Griffiths. Yeah, I love Six both feet of them. Under? Yes, yeah. and brothers and sisters, of course. Were you looking up the actress? Yeah, Susan Sullivan is her name. Oh, there you go. She. Yeah. That's a good one. Deanne Waiters Award for the biggest heat check in the movie. I don't think Rupert Everett is eligible. He's in too many scenes. Okay. And I neither think is Cameron Diaz. I think it's Carrie Preston, who's the one who answers the phone at the end and talks about her sister licking the um, ice the sculpture. David. It's yeah. a sculpture of the David. I think she's, I think it's her. And she's I love her. She's a good CBS sitcom and drama actress. She's on The Good Wife. She mentioned Paul Giamatti. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Big scene As for the him. hotel bellhop right? or whatever yeah. he was that ends up having a life talk with Julia. Most empathetic he's ever been on screen. Really strong. Yeah. Although now we have too much history with him. I kept expecting him to bring her to an <laughs> S&M parlor or something. And then uh, I would put in the three kids, the helium kids. That's They're my good. choice. Yeah. They're good. Very small amount of screen time, but phenomenal. Yeah. I'm sticking with Carrie Preston. Love okay. that. Love that lady. Half-ass internet research. Delmet Mulrooney, Julia Roberts, still very close, presented Uh-oh. her with the Woman of the Decade Award at the Guy's Choice Awards. Which well, that's I just because no one else is. would go to the Guy's Choice Awards. Well, he's still close. very available. <laughs> very tight. Could there have been a sequel? The answer is yes. Yes. In 2001, producer Jerry Zucker said there were talks going around about the concept of my best friend's divorce Mm. in which Kimmy and Michael are on the verge of a split. This is extremely believable. they cannot make it work. I mean, here's the thing. They do get divorced. Definitely. Sorry. Hold on. That's another one we're going to do later. The audience, the test audience thought Julie was too evil in the original cut. Too Mm. evil. 
Mm. Had to do some reshoots. They had to beef up Rupert Everett's character. You better hold on to your seat for this one. Actually, you you hold on to your yeah. seat. You didn't like Sex and the City. One of Juliet's big Oh, yeah, no, I know. I know what you're about to say, yeah. In the original ending, they leave, and Julia meets a man played by John Corbett. Oh, that's cool. And there's hope that she found someone. The ending did not test well. Audience wanted more of George. The test I, audience were just like, I love George like more, more singing. George. I agree more with singing. all of that. It doesn't test well with me either. Don't bring Aiden in at the end of this movie to fix it. That's Aiden, so lame. Aiden, always a second choice. It's, yeah, poor Aiden. Of course, but no one, don't Aiden. bring Aiden in. You don't want Aiden at the end of this movie. A new ending was filmed eight months after the film wrapped. Yeah. Robert's back on the set with an expensive wig covering her recent pixie cut. Oh, interesting. To shoot the new ending. So when you watch the last scene with the giant cell phones and George the gay guy, yeah, she's wearing a wig. Also- is tailored to look like her her hair. It's an updo. Easier to make a, an updo wig. Yeah. yeah. So you got that. That's, that's a, all I got for research. That's, pr- that's a lot of research. Yeah, that's a good yeah. one. That's, that's a lot, huh? Okay. Eight. I think this movie, they shouldn't do a sequel, but like a, just like redo it. Like I think like I, I don't often support that, but I think this one- I think the conversation about like your backup is timeless enough that they could just like a, good Nef- point. a Netflix reboot. It's a good point. Well, Fennessy and I were talking about Succession yesterday, which we're still talking about, even though it ended a few days ago. He was saying the wedding is one of the great constructs for movie or TV shows because it allows you to have all the characters in one spot. There's drinking, there's bad behavior, all that stuff. So if you made my best friend's wedding... This should just be a category because I bring this up every time. Could this have been an eight-episode Netflix show? If my best friend's wedding was spread over the course of eight days and basically started with her finding out he was getting married and you did the modern version of it with cell phones, that actually might work. Like, I know my wife would watch that. I would definitely watch it, but I think I would still prefer it as a movie. I agree. Yeah? Time limits. Okay. Apex Mountain. Rom-coms. Mm-hmm. Apex Mountain? No. No. Essential to the genre. Really important. Top five for me. Just think about the the year, the culmination of now this is the first movie that's twisted the rom-com gimmick. Yeah. This was the last place it could go. Was this the Apex? Or would you have another year or movie? I'm not saying best rom-com ever. I'm just saying, was this the apex of the genre before it went downhill? Maybe. I think you can make a case. Yeah, I think you can make the case. I'm not convinced, though. Because I don't think so. I do really like the twist and the fact that it's playing with the ideas of the rom-com. And I also like that it is playing with the conventions and the fact that they don't get together while still also having a lot of respect for the idea of a rom-com. It's not a movie that's just parroting and trashing this right. idea. You want to see people together. It kind of gets that impulse and then twists it at the end. So I like it. I think kind of... I think Notting Hill. I was about to say, in terms of meta commentary, in terms of the things that you can do with a rom-com, you do still have Notting Hill, which is an extension of... It is really Julia Roberts' She's a life. bad person in that movie. Yes, she is. Julia she, Roberts is she, not a good person. She, she just gravitated yeah. towards scripts. With, you make that person meaner? I have, a, I have a take that I just haven't shared with you guys that you're going to hate. Please. Okay. I'm excited. 
I don't like the ending. I Give me a rom-com that ends with the girl getting the guy. You don't like this ending. Wow. I, like, that's unsatisfying for well, me. Well, but it does. It ends with Cameron Diaz at getting Dormant Mulroney. Yeah. And like, we like her. I, I just, as like a, as a 32-year-old, I like it more. I'm like, yes, bad people shouldn't win. But I don't know. Like, I don't find it, like, so charming that, that I've invested so much in Julia Roberts and she doesn't get her guy. I, I'm just not that into it. Bill's so mad at this take. He just wants to move on. Yeah. Rupert Everett. <laughs> Apex Matt for Rupert. 100%. It's, I mean, it's a pretty iconic He was. It goes to show you when a movie, this movie hits some of the elements you need when a movie takes off and people are writing about it a week later, two weeks later. It's got the comeback movie for the star. It's got the second kind of other star you can write about almost like the LeBron Dwayne Wade in Miami type thing. Um, and then the, the breakout person, which was Rupert Everett, who was around. I don't know what his, he then went on to be in the Madonna movie where they have a child together and Madonna falls in love with him, which is mm-hmm. a movie that is not age. Well, no, I remember the least. <laughs> when this movie came out, uh, there was like James Bond stuff with him. Remember? Mm-hmm. Yeah. So could he be the first yeah. gay James Bond? And that actually would have been interesting. This is his, most mainstream performance for sure. Yeah. And yeah. most fun. What uh, what else? Is there anything else that he did? He, I mean, he's in all of the period pieces, you know, he was in Madness of King George. He was in The Importance of Being Earnest. He's in that Madonna movie. You know, he's around, but I think that this is the, the big one. Mm. Cameron Diaz. I don't think it's her apex, but it's really good. She's really good in it. Her apex is there's something about Mary. That was a massive, successful movie that probably should have been nominated for an Oscar and made her a gigantic star. And she started dating Matt Dillon and, be, and got into the Us Weekly stream of things. I mean, her dating history is... Uh, just, it's rough. No, I disagree. I think oh, it's impressive. Boy. Well, it's rough because it didn't work out. She sure. ended up with anybody. But she's got a lot of hits. Dustin Timberlake, A-Rod. JT, broke her nose surfing. Yeah, that was yeah. rough. Yeah. I, I don't Early know. JT. She was old, like seven, was like, eight years older. It than was him. a Sandra Bullock, Ryan Gosling situation. I liked it. Did they, they date? Oh, yes. Sandra Bullock and oh, Ryan yes. Gosling? Really? Oh, oh, yeah. God, Sandy. <laughs> you got a lot of good red carpet pictures of that. Yeah, There's a great. lot to go with her. She's I, great. I fucking love her. <laughs> Julie Roberts, Apex Bone. I think you could make that case. I actually, I'm going to make the case right now. I okay. think it was. Great, let's do it. Because you would say Pretty Woman for Apex Mountain, but that was the movie that blew her up, made her a star. This was the movie that reestablished I am the most bankable A-plus list actress in Hollywood and set up the next five years of her career and led to her winning an Oscar. You could argue the Oscar was the Apex, but I actually think this righted the ship and led to everything else. I think that makes sense. I was going to try making a case for Ocean's Eleven because I think she's astonishing in that movie. And it's she's not, really good in that movie. And that movie doesn't really work as well without her, but it's not the main role. So. Would you watch a documentary about how George Clooney was the only actor she ever acted with who they just became friends? Yes. And it was never dangerous for either of them in either way? That's such a testament to George Clooney's mm-hmm. power. Yeah. He just loves her. I still feel like they had one night that they don't talk about. Right. Like they're in Ocean's 12. There's one if, night. There's a couple bottles of wine. If they don't want to talk about, talk about it, I don't this. need to talk about it. You know? I respect George. Yeah. Any other Apex Mountains? I Chicago? No. That's insulting. <laughs> Dermot Mulrooney for sure. Oh, yeah. 
<laughs> Never got better for him. Yeah. Well, or worse. The uh, Who would have been the best person in this movie? Danny Trejo, Steve Buscemi, or Michael K. Williams? If you could fit one of those three Steve people in. Steve Buscemi, for sure. Steve Buscemi. You could have the Paul Giamatti yeah. part. Or the wedding caterer. Yeah. A lot, yeah. Of, a lot of small roles for him to pop up in. Mark Ruffalo, they knew overacting award. Anything? Hmm. Hmm. Didn't really see it. Didn't no. feel like there was overacting in this. Just underacting from Dermot Moroni. Just, just <laughs> maybe <laughs> just that be should nice. be a new award. Be nice. Dermot Dermot Moroni underacting award. award. It's fine. If the you look front, like that, you don't have to dumbass try. Dumbass face. Picky nits. Okay. What kind of sports writer was Dermot Moroni in this movie? Was he like a generalist? Did he have a specialty? I don't know. He's baseball, but then there was the Spurs. What was he? Was he doing features? No. It seems like he's a gamer kind of guy. Yeah. It seemed like he was maybe regional focused. Like he spent a lot of time in Texas. All of the references are Texas. Like they're going to San Antonio. They reference College Station. You're making like 39000 a year. In 1997? Doing what he did. Yeah. And she was willing to give up everything to follow him around. Well, she didn't. I'm guessing they're just hitting up dad for money. Yeah, she's not point. hitting. Yeah. She's not giving it. anything up. They're, they're spending fine. billionaire money. Yeah. There's so many nits to pick. I mean, Amanda, go for it. Okay. Wait, do you, may I? Oh, go ahead. Okay. I have some too, but. So the entire timeline of this relationship, which is, they say like a month or two and now they're getting married. She's 20. She's dropping out of college. This just makes no sense. The yeah. parents would have stopped this. The parents would have stopped there's, this. And there's no way they would have thrown them away. A sub nitpick is just billionaires being this nice. Sorry. No. <laughs> but then the actual timeline of the wedding, starting with Michael calls Julianne the Wednesday night before his wedding. They're quote best friends. And it's we're getting a, a five day notice. Five I, days? It was three days. I feel like if I was really your best friend, you would have told me earlier, sorry, I can't make it. You would have told me you met somebody. I would, that's what I would have done. Yeah, of course. I agree with this. They kind also, of, if you had that pact, you'd be like, if, we, if we're not married at 28, we'll make it happen. And you need to tell me as soon as you meet someone so I can move on. Like, you got to build in caveats. Come on. This is true. They do kind of see it like she doesn't check her phone machine. She was on a quote Whatever. book tour as her job as a food critic, which we'll come back to. But I, no, this doesn't make any sense. Then we get to the actual wedding, which is a four day wedding. I think we all know all how right, I feel about that. I'm against it. Three day, was three day or four day? Four day. It's four days starting on Thursday because the wedding is on Sunday right. night in oh, a yeah. church. Yeah. That doesn't make any sense. Are they Jewish? I mean, no, what? they're not because it's literally in a church. <laughs> I, I, I went I to a, a Jewish wedding on Sunday last weekend. I get it. This is not what's happening. Yes. If they got married late notice at the 11th hour, the, the Saturday to, spot they probably want to get married these to are was billionaires. Taken. They can get no, the church. They wanted this thing. They, they can moved get it this the Sunday. church. It makes no sense. I don't think you're, I mean, I think it's the same religious thing where you're not supposed to get married on a Sunday. I suppose it's within like, it's at Sunday at 6 p.m. is after the quote, holy window or whatever. I don't know. This is Catholic stuff talking, but no, that just what, doesn't what make any sense. did you get married on? I got married on a Saturday. I Only have, Jewish people get married on Sunday. Yeah. Or people trying to save money. But that's usually on Friday if you're trying to save money. No. I There's a special place in hell for people who get married on July 4th weekend. Okay. I, I didn't think, do that. I think so. Memorial Day, July 4th and Labor Memorial Day. Well, July I got married 4th, on Labor Memorial Day, Day Juliet. It's, so, <laughs> it's a big ask. Yeah. It, it is. It is, is a big ask. No, a Memorial, lot of people do it, though. Memorial Day is it's Labor Day and July 4th for me are the worst ones. Okay. I did. I felt a lot of stress about it. Yeah. I felt a lot of stress about my entire wedding. Uh, but at the end of the day, 
everyone seemed to think You're it was You're okay. certainly not alone. I went yeah. to four Memorial Days in a row. I was at weddings. Yes, Memorial sorry. Day seems more common. Labor Day is Just like school starting. You, for, it really screws over parents. Yeah. I don't support it. But July 4th is unforgivable. And Christmas Eve is I'll tell also you what, like New Year's Eve Sunday at 11 a.m. was a little tough for me. <laughs> for Recently. Last weekend. That's early. Yeah. That's New Year's Eve What other new picks do you have? Okay. So also, by the way, just to finish the timeline thing, also having a brunch the Sunday morning before the wedding is just asking too much of your wedding guests. I'm sorry. That's like a bridge that. too far. I actually like it. Feed me. Before, if I'm here, feed me. Yeah. I don't know. Don't you want a little time to That's yourself? That's ludicrous. I yeah. like it. I went to a wedding recently that had a pre-brunch. I, was into I it. hate the Sunday brunch and my stepmother- I don't like that either. Insisted on throwing a Sunday brunch for everybody who was there. And what happens is it's at nine in the morning. Everyone's hungover. Everyone looks terrible. Yeah. There's kids running around. It's a nightmare. It's like, just, we had the wedding. Just leave. You well, can that's go why now. I like the, the pre-wedding brunch is because like you have to be there. And the one after is the one annoying. You can just go about your merry way. I don't like it. All right. I don't, it's too many obligations. For I agree with you. Weekend. I'm 100% with you. Rehearsal you know. dinner. I tried to go to City Hall, so, you know, <laughs> it's fine. It's, it's on record, my feelings about this. Anyway, my next Nick pick. Ready? Yeah. And Juliet's going to go ride with me on this one. Julianne being a New York food critic at age 28. Ridiculous. Uh, the entire first scene when they try to explain how food criticism works, which is the waiter presenting the plate to the food critic. It's, it's and actually then, the complete opposite. Yeah. She's pronouncing, yeah. I'm writing it up as inventive and confident. I think <laughs> those is, which by the way, terrible food criticism, awful. Also, she's 28. And has also written a book already about I, food. Come on. Ridiculous. No, also, yeah, you're supposed to go incognito. And, yeah, so they don't and you see left it. out. She's drop dead gorgeous. Yeah. I was wondering if the food critic thing is like. The is 28 that a, year old drop dead gorgeous food critic yeah, is well, not a real thing. Yeah. Oh, that's more. It's more believable. Her being drop dead gorgeous and a food critic is more believable than her being a food critic at 28. Just point me to a drop dead gorgeous 28 year old food critic. <laughs> First of all, it takes 20 years to get that job. That's that is true. You don't get true. that job to like 48. That is true, especially in New York. If it were regional, maybe at 28. Every you could single start. choice they made with the food critic thing was was actually 100% wrong. And then as Juliet alluded to in the climactic scene, Cameron Diaz is like you're a you're a loser because you're a food critic. critic. As if, by the way, having a job were a bad thing. Miss 20 and I'm jumping out of college yes, to get married. Seriously. Okay. But also that food critic is not an impressive job. Now, I don't know. In 97, no, I... Everything about this is completely wrong. And the scene where they presented with the food, I don't even... Like if if she was a sports... Like if they did the equivalent of that with Delmont Mulroney in the sports world. It would have been like if he was at home plate interviewing the batters between pitches right. or something. Like That's how crazy it was. When when a food critic comes in the restaurant, they all pretend he's not there. Yeah, of or course. Or she's not there. Ludicrous. Ludicrous. I agree. The, the setup with her I have another silly. ludicrous one for yeah, you. Yeah, go. Cameron Diaz didn't have a maid of honor? Oh, well, she broke her pelvis line dancing in Abilene. Yeah. So that's she can make line, it. Didn't they have a backup choice? Well, it's a, it's a strategic move. I like this part of the script what? because, because it is revealed that Cameron Diaz is doing this strategically because she doesn't trust Julia Roberts. And so she's trying to neutralize her and psych her make out. Her and it's like a little bit mean too. No, this puts her in the most high pressure situation and kind of cuts off a lot of her recourse, you know, to hang with Michael, et cetera. I like it. I think it's like kind of savvy. 
I mean, Ju- I wouldn't do All right, it. You're a tiebreaker, you know. Juliet. You can't invest in someone who doesn't have like a backup friend. Like just from a, a emotional standpoint. But it's I- not that she doesn't have a backup friend. It's that she is she doesn't trust Julia. She sees the writing on the wall and she she's sees like, the floor. I'm managing this. Yes. It's good. All right. I mean, I, I wouldn't do it. It's a compelling case, but I don't I, I just I can't. I, okay. I think she should have made more demands for her own wedding. This it's- is one of my favorite TV movie things they always skip over when anyone's getting married and the person has no friends. It's an, yeah. like do, going back to 90210, Dylan McKay marries uh Antonia, Tony. Tony. Yeah. And the wedding and all her all her bridesmaids are the 90210 characters <laughs> she met like two weeks ago. Yeah. But this is over and over again. They do this with TV and movies. Yeah, succession. Nobody ever has like hair. Yeah, succession is another one. Yeah. Who are shivs? They kind of show them they're in terrible also seafoam green dresses like yeah. Julia Roberts's non-wedding to Kiefer Sutherland. But we don't meet them, which I actually think on succession is a good detail because yeah. it's teaching you she's a bad person. Like she does. You yeah. don't know her friends. She you don't no need friends to know about them. And, yeah. They're not important to her life. The purple dress, we didn't even discuss that. Oh, man. It's so, the color just couldn't be uglier. It's so upsetting. And there are sparkles on the halter. So bad. Just really tough. Bad. I agree. So when she told Julie Roberts, you're the only person that I trust, Mm -hmm. that's not true. That's not true. Okay. She's being smart. I mean, how close could they have been if he didn't tell her about the wedding until three days before the wedding? It doesn't make sense. It doesn't make sense. I wouldn't allow my friends to treat me that way, let alone my quote unquote best friend. Any other nitpicks other than Juliet not listening there for three minutes? That was less than three minutes. It was like 30 seconds. I think I already said this, but uh, her whole family being billionaires and running Chicago and just being like, yes, this will be fine. All of this seems great. And we're just going to be really nice and welcoming to everyone that no. Sorry. Yeah, the dad definitely has a has an intimidating conversation with him about you're a sports writer. How much do you make? Right. Like he definitely dismisses it at some point. Right. I think that being twenty and dropping out of school is absolutely the, the one I can't get past. Yeah. Just- yeah. The the and she probably went to all the best schools because yeah. she's a billionaire's what daughter. What a waste right? of money. And, yeah. yeah. If you weren't going to graduate from college, what do you even go for? Right. Best quote: I am a dangerous criminal person. I do bad things to honest people. Or when Rupert Everett's meeting everyone and they're all excited that what that. Uh, it's her fiance, and he goes, "It's so against God's plan." It's a really good. He's really good. He's really good in this. Any yeah. other uh, yeah, quotes? I that have jump a out? couple more. And when Julia Roberts is kind of doing the go-between at the brunch, and she's trying to explain, she does the whole creme brulee metaphor, yeah. and she's like, "Michael wants to be Michael wants Jello," and Cameron Diaz is like, "I can be Jello." And Julia Roberts is That's like, you're never going to be Jello, which yeah. I think about a lot. Really it's good. a really good line. And then that, you're right. That is a yeah. good one. And I, I will defend the speech. Choose me. Marry me. Um, Great speech. Me. It's really it's good. And it's then good. it does become the I'm just a girl standing in front of a boy asking him to love her, which is now the iconic Julia Roberts choose me speech. But I think this one is quite emotional. Um, Meredith Gray does say almost exactly that to Derek. It's it's beautiful. Yeah. She perfects it. Probably unanswerable questions. Yes. Was she the worst maid of honor of all time? I'm trying to think how she could have been worse if she had actually killed the bride. Killed the bride, injured someone, and actually succeeded if she actually stole the husband. Yeah. Where would you put her against Anne Hathaway and Rachel's getting married? Oh, wow. Rachel's getting, I mean, Anne Hathaway in that movie has so much more of an excuse as a family member who's like just come out of rehab. So I still think Julie Roberts is worse. She's basically a stranger who's just parachuted in to ruin a wedding. Yeah. 
terrible. I'd also definitely rather have Rosemary DeWitt as my sister than anyone in this movie as a family That's member. Great point. Yes. This is this is uh, suggested by my wife, who loves Rupert Everett in this movie because okay. she's always wanted the perfect gay best friend. GBF. Yes. Does every woman want a perfect gay best friend? Definitely. Rupert Everett is he like the dream gay best friend in this movie? Seems great. I have a great gay best friend. I'm pretty happy with him, so I don't feel like I need Rupert Everett, but it's a, it's a great thing to have in your life. One of my wife's greatest ideas was was uh, back in the days of Friendster. Do they still have Friendster? No, it's gone. Um, it, it was like a basically a Friendster Tinder type of thing where it matches up married woman like my wife with a gay best friend that they're looking for. So it's like a match. It's a matchmaking <laughs> service, <laughs> and she's like, "I would subscribe." Okay. Well, this isn't a rom-com in the making. A okay, guy, crazy person. A guy who pretends to be gay to oh, get on the service to oh, meet we a just girl. A movie. Oh wow! And yeah. then he has to reveal to her he's like learned so much and like they're too close, and he has to reveal he's not actually gay. He's actually in love with her. We just created another Netflix. This movie. is a good one. I'm oh, gonna write really it. No one steal it. The Ringer. Yeah, we're we're copyrighted that at the Ringer. When did? This is a key one. Oh boy. When did they stop talking? When did when did Cameron Diaz officially cut Julia Roberts out of their lives? After the honeymoon. So So on the honeymoon, she's leave. like, by the way, we're never talking to yes. her again. Yeah. Yes. You don't think they try to make it work for like two more visits? Well, the only thing I would say is that the Cameron Diaz character does seem a little savvier than she lets on. Definitely. So maybe she's trying to kind of slowly. I don't know if she does a full confrontation, like you can never speak to him again. I think maybe she'll try to a phase out, a phase out, cut her from things. She might also play like the emotional, like I was really hurt by this instead of the like you're out. I think so. It might take a couple months, but I don't know. How long did it take you to get rid of the lady in Zach Barron's life that you had to get rid of? Less (laughs) than nine months. No comment. comment. Let's we're moving along. I think I think she tries to cut them off, but then she's in town, Julie Roberts, mm-hmm. one time because she has to taste stuff at some restaurant where they bring her the plates over and she tastes it and they get together for one dinner and it's super awkward. Then they never see her again. Well, if you're Julia Roberts, why do you want to stay in their life? I would if I were her, I'd be like, well, I got to back away now. I've embarrassed myself. Yeah. He has no place for me. Like, I, I, it's, it's a wrap. I think also, I, I don't really think that this character is in love in love with Michael in this no. movie. You know, that's the whole point is that she's a narcissist and she gets infatuated and it's about letting go of people. I mean, yeah. I'm aware that this is the generous interpretation, but I don't actually think that she goes home and is like heartbroken for a year. I think she misses her friend. I think she's really pissed off that she lost. I think it's really awkward and uncomfortable and she's ashamed, but I don't think it's like true. I lost the love of my life. Heartbreak in a romantic way, at least. Do they stay married? No, no. I mean, oh, just sad. <laughs> I like Cameron Diaz character. So I want Kimmy to be happy. <laughs> right. And Kimmy's going to be happy. When she dumps this traveling sports loser. And I mean, here's what happens. You talk about how smart she is. Meanwhile, she drops out of school when she's 20 to well, follow she sports clearly, she says, that smart. It, she says in the movie that like she and her father have talked about how they both want him to work at her father's company. And I think within a couple of years, he is because the travel becomes too much. And she has been supportive, but 
you know, wouldn't he like to do something for her? And then he's working in the, he lives in Chicago and, and they he's see miserable. their parents all the time. Yeah. And he's miserable and she doesn't have the life that she wants. And yeah, then it falls apart. Does Julia Roberts die alone in this movie? Does she ever get married? No. Yes. I think yes. Yeah. Over under Julia Roberts marriages. Two. In this movie? No, just in her life. Oh. Uh, Julia Roberts, the woman. No, the, the, uh, oh, I'm sorry. Julianne, the character. The character. Yeah. Uh, I'm going to go with two. That makes sense. I think yeah. she has the panic marriage within about 18 months. Quick divorce, maybe in a year. Meet somebody else because she's manipulative and narcissistic. Decide she needs to have a kid. Second marriage, kid. Mm-hmm. Then they get divorced. That sounds about right. Yeah. And then I think she, and, and as a, as an AARP member, she finds like a boyfriend. They cohabitate. Yeah, that's what I was going to say. I think she, I think that she does some emotional growth after this. Let's hope. That's what I'm hoping. A lot, so, a lot of therapy. Three years she gets into it. So suddenly what? She's like 31. She's like, okay, it's time for me to, you know, settle down, have a grown up relationship, have a kid. They go through that. She hits 38, 39, 40. You're and it's leaving like, at a crucial I, career I hate part. this. Oh, yeah, and I then, hate the kid yeah, thing. No, it's, no, she just like hates her happy life yeah. with it. Because, you know, she marries like some non-threatening schmuck to try to heal herself. And that doesn't work out. And so then they divorce by the time she's 40. And I agree that late in life she has like an AARP. She has a partner who they, they get married. You left out one crucial part. Okay. So 10 years after this movie, I'm going to say like the 2008-9 range. Yeah. The the food critic thing really starts taking off. Mm-hmm. Like just in general, there's a whole food movement, and she happens to be this gorgeous food critic. She's yes. a unicorn. Yeah, I think she has like a rival to Tony Bourdain show. Oh, interesting. Yeah, okay. I think TV she has her star. own travel show. I think she yeah. becomes a star. Cool. Maybe Good that's your sequel. Love it on the road with Julianne. Great, <laughs> Julianne. <laughs> She's got a Netflix series. I got it. I'd, lo- I'd love to work on it with her. Uh, who won the movie? Rupert Everett. Whoa. I think it's just a lasting performance. You think, what the hell? Life goes on. Maybe there won't be marriage. Maybe there won't be sex. But by God, there'll be dancing. <laughs> it's really good. I think. I mean, he certainly is scene stealing. I think Julia won, won the movie. This is be- an interesting one because you can make a case for all three. And Cameron yeah. Diaz, yeah. But I think, as you, we have discussed, this sets up Julia. This is Julia's comeback, and then it sets up a run that really establishes her firmly as. But it America's also establishes sweetheart. Cameron Diaz as like I and can go toe to toe with the totally, number one actress totally. of my generation. But I just think, like as you said, this leads directly to her Oscar. So. I would say Julia because it's her comeback A-plus a list movie. But I think you make case for the other two. Agreed. I'm open to that. Cameron Diaz, toe-to-toe. Yeah. She Doesn't rolls. Happen. Cam is great in this what movie. What other actress went toe-to-toe with Julia at any point during her uh, her extended prime? It didn't happen. Even in Ocean's Eleven, she's like, get all the other actresses out of there. She doesn't interact with I any just women in that movie. The- yeah. She doesn't interact with any women in that movie. No. I don't think she, she does She learned from Cameron either. Diaz. She's like, fuck this. Does she ever interact with Catherine Zeta-Jones? No. Guys, I think we're forgetting Stepmom. Oh. Yeah. She's, no. Well, she's a loser in that movie. That's true. That's- Are we forgetting Stepmom? <laughs> well, she's, I mean, 
mean, Susan Sarandon is also in Step Mom. That's a really weird movie. Really, really that, is. That's like yeah. She should not have taken that. Kind of hard to defend. Was that at that was after this, right? Yeah, it's ninety eight. I also think conspiracy theory is unwatchable. I don't know if you've seen that one. Not in some good time, idea for a movie, were, but just yeah. the Mel Gibson baggage, all that stuff. There's some movies that I turn into TV shows that I watch specifically to cry. I'm like, I feel like I need to cry. What should I watch? Stepmom always cry, but like never a good one. It just yeah. is never. It's just not. Good. What's your it's best cry movie? movie? Oh boy, um, how long do you have? Uh, I, I don't still know. feel like Terms of Endearment is the OG. It's yeah, definitely. That's a, definitely that up one, there. You have to like mm-hmm. wheel my wife out of the room yeah. when, when that one's on. Um. For me, it's like Steel Magnolias. That's a, that's up there. I mean, the thing that makes me cry the most is Mark Green dying on ER. So, oh yeah, <laughs> I watch that sometimes. Now available on Hulu. <laughs> you think like Julia was John Wells's daughter or something? <laughs> she she plugs that show. She's a child of John Wells and Shonda Rhimes. His work. Yeah. <laughs> uh, I think that's it. We covered everything, right? I think so. My best friend's wedding. Available right now. It's on- uh, Stars. Yeah, it's on Stars and Encore. It's on demand. If you have cable or uh, DirecTV, you can just queue it up and it's ready to roll. It's free. I'm a big fan of the Stars uh, super Apple weird. TV app. <laughs> great offerings right now. Yes. Great. Notting Hill also on Stars. You can do a Julia doubleheader. Notting Hill's on as well? Yeah. Yes. When I'm, do we get to do Notting Hill on Rewatchables? It's on It's on Delta right now. Notting Hill movie. might be the all-time probably, airplane movie. I'm probably out on that one. You guys might have to carry that one. Okay. Okay, that's Carrie fine. Simmons would want to be in on that one, though. It's, if she's Such invited. a good, good when movie. When we went to England for the Olympics, mm-hmm. and I brought the whole fam for four weeks, she demanded Notting Hill. Yeah. I, last When I was in London a year and a half ago, I went, I went as well. We went to the Blue Door. It's really... Notting Hill is one of the best places in the world. It's beautiful. I loved it there. Yeah. I was yeah. really happy. We've got a great, nice, the, the great market. It's the happiest Simmons family month ever. London's great. I don't great. know why we don't live there. We might. I'm we going. Might just leave. Ringer one day London? I'll just be gone. Great. Okay. Ringer I'm going. London, I'm available. Have? Yeah, I'm available. Would Zach Barron come? Yeah. Ed Burns as Zach Barron yes, or Zach great. Barron? Either. Both. <laughs> why not? I'm going in five weeks if you'd like me to scope some locations for us. You're going when? In five weeks to London. Ringer and London would just go heavy on Premier League. Yeah. yeah. In Wimbledon. Great TV That's, in England. My dream. Well, you're not going to care about Wimbledon anymore. Oh. I always say ton instead of done. It's, um, yeah. But you're, it, Wimbledon's going to be over now. <sighs> Does, can we we have not, no, this was a happy experience. We, have we no don't have to bring Serena and Roger When Serena's right gone, now. it is like the biggest crater we've ever had in our lives. I know. I know. But I still believe. Four more years of Serena? Yeah. Why not? Yeah. Thank you for listening to the rewatchables. If you enjoyed this one, what other rom-coms have we done? We've done a, There's a few in there. You've got mail. Devil Wars Prada. Mm-hmm. Not technically a rom-com, but, but um, in the, yeah. in the Clueless. final. It's, right. Clueless. 10 Things. 10 Things I Hate About You. I thought we did. Uh, we still have a lot of rom-coms on the we table. We do. A lot. We haven't done a Meg Ryan one yet. We did. You've got mail. Yeah. Not an early one, though. No. I mean, I think one Harry Met Sally is certainly worth it. Agree. What's age the worst? Pecan pie. Nothing. Nothing. (laughs) It's a perfect movie. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. You're welcome. 